Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Seth? That's all right. How's how's everything up in uh, O-Town? Uh, well, technically, O-Town is south of you, so... Oh, yeah, down in O-Town. Oh, that I feel sounds like that's better. more O-City yeah. and we're O-Town. I don't know. Uh, no, mm-hmm. O-City doesn't sound good. It doesn't, yeah. but if we want to be more accurate to the 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 population Seth's area size. is pretty towny. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. You know what? Fair enough. There's Orlando's got a uh, variety. Yes. Yes it does. <laughs> um so Seth I I um as I talked about it last week, my switch went in for repair. Mm. And I got an email RIP RIP new switch. Uh I got the email today that Nintendo is shipping it back. The worry well, that's is That's good. Yes, uh so yes, that is great because I've been going through a real state because of it. <laughs> I never realized how much I depended on my Switch to help me in social situations I didn't want to be in or like just waiting around for things, but man, do I know now. But really, um it's kind of worrying a little bit because Nintendo is sending it back to me. And the only thing in the email that it says is, you are not being billed. Here's a tracking number. Not, this is what was wrong with it. Not, we had to send you a replacement system instead. Not, we fixed it. Just, here. you're not being billed. Here you go. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a little nervous. And I have to wait 9 to 11 days to... <laughs> figure out if i have a broken switch still that's suspenseful i know that's a really long wait it's i feel like that's a longer wait than it took for you to get it to them correct Ooh. (laughs) uh yeah no thank you we'll see if there is movement on the tracking number there is no movement on the tracking number today but i did get one so Hopefully, none of you out there have to go through this because it's not my favorite thing. I've got games on there that I want to play and talk about, but, you know. Um, One of the games that I wanted to play on it that I was going to buy that I ended up not having to is the Untitled Goose Game. I played that on my Xbox because it was on Game Pass, and I beat it in, like, one sitting. (laughs) Um, Seth, have you played this yet? Yeah, I've played a little bit of the first area. Well, I played through the first area. Okay, so you played through the the garden with yes. the rake, raking the lake. Yes, raking the lake. Um, I did all it. that stuff with the rake and, and the lake. <laughs> yeah, I did some things with the lake too. Cool, cool. It is a fun game. Yeah, I love it. I love the music. I, the the music in that just for sorry music nerd moment uh the composition and like how it implements itself into the gameplay just it's genius and it's perfect like i i love it so much ah it's good yeah i i like when what you do in the game makes the music react yeah um i like when games bother to put that in uh the design and so that's good. I like it. 
Uh, I beat it. I did not do all of the initial things. Like, I, I didn't make the man in the first area put on his hat. I couldn't figure that out. But I did almost everything else. It took me a while to figure that out. Like, uh, yeah, it has a bunch of, like, optional things you could do. It, yeah. It's just some of them take a, either a lot of trial and error or just pure luck. Yeah, that's so that's another thing I want to talk about is that the game seemingly relies on luck sometimes. <laughs> and I think that's fun, but Ooh. it is frustrating. Yeah. Uh, once again, I talked about last week how I don't like when luck is built into game design. And yeah, but it was fun. It was done in such a clever, fun way that I, I was fine with it. And the the challenge at the end, I don't want to spoil the ending because it is a real challenge, actually. Um, I loved it. Uh, bringing, like, it kind of ties in all of the areas you visited um, together, and it's great. It's a great little treat, and I, I want everyone to play this game. It takes maybe, like, two hours to beat, so just sit down and do it. Yeah. It's not that hard. Um, Suplex certified for sure. I, I don't know... I can't not recommend it. It's such a good little treat, and so many people I know love it. Now, on the opposite side of the spectrum, Seth knows what I started last night, and I want to tell him about my adventures. Tell me. Bloodborne. Oh. (laughs) I started Bloodborne last night, and I stopped two hours later, not because I don't like it, that's a good first session. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I'm bad at it. <laughs> but I'm working at getting better. But I feel like I'm missing out on some mechanics. And so I have to look some stuff up, maybe. Like, I don't know if there's a block button. I feel like there should be. Maybe there's only dodges. I'm pretty sure it's it's just about dodging. The okay. closest thing you get is that uh, with the gun, if you if you shoot it at a at, uh, with proper timing, like right as an an enemy is attacking, um, it will stun them, and you can uh, essentially uh, it is it essentially opens them up for like a counterattack. So yeah, it's yeah, like I was I was working almost. that. Yeah, so so that's how the gun works. Yeah. I've been working at getting better with that. But man, is the beginning of that game very demanding and figuring out how to deal with mobs of people that do a lot of damage to you. Yes. So, Seth, you haven't played Bloodborne, right? Um, I mean, technically I have, but only about oh, like... Oh, yeah, you did. Like the, fr- that, <laughs> the very first part many, many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like back at when... Yeah, back when we were doing the bloatcast. I remember ah. this. So... Um, the game starts you out thinking, okay, you're going to give me a couple different... So like Neo, remember, I because I played a decent chunk of the beginning of Neo. And in Neo, you run into like one enemy or one or two enemies, right, Seth? So this game goes from one to one to two enemies to you're in an area and there's 15 enemies. <laughs> and you have to like kite them and pull them out one by one. There's pebbles so you can like get their attention and draw them to certain areas to where you fight them. None of them have too much health, but the thing is for as as uh 
like glass can they're basically glass cannons you just get destroyed by them if they hit you but you um like you get you can kill them fast it's weird um i got as far as the sewer i went into the sewer where there's some long-limbed terrifying people and i died very fast uh he had the guy that killed me had a long needle seemingly and he just stabbed me and killed me so that's where i'm at and it kicked me back about 45 minutes worth of progress seemingly i didn't find another lantern between there and there so yep that's where i'm at <laughs> i like it but it's not easy and it hurts to have to run through a bunch of enemies again yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if this type of game is for me, but I'm going to keep trying because I like it. I like the feel of the combat. I like the... Uh, so far, the attack patterns on the enemies are not unidentifiable. So I don't feel like... Like, if there's a mistake being made, I know it's my fault for being too hasty. It's not like I feel like I'm being cheapened in any way. But, man, is it taxing on my brain. So... It's it's going to take a little bit. I, I'm liking it, though. That's good to hear. I I really would like to have... I, like, I would like Seth to play it, too, because he... Like, it's very Lovecraftian horror-type oh, stuff. It's fantastic. I, lo- I like... I, it's my favorite Souls series game just because of the aesthetic of it and the art design. It, it's my favorite out of the whole... out of the whole deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially when you get to a later game. I won't spoil anything, but it it leans even heavier into it. Yeah, and it's I've just, heard. Yeah, it's it's so exciting. In oh man, Ooh. yeah, super. It's super interesting. Um, that and I spent forty dollars on Apex Legends. Uh, I'm actually, you know what? I'm proud of it. It's fine. Okay. I told Seth. I told Seth I'm kind of I'm I'm okay with it, and Seth's response was very good. He said, you should feel fine with spending money on a good game. And so I do. You know, fair point, yeah. Apex is a good game. It is. I wanted characters, and I don't play enough to unlock them. And I am okay with spending money to get them. And so I unlocked every character but Caustic. And... That's fine. I also got the season pass. So I'll earn Caustic, and then I'll have all the characters. And that's including the new Revenant character, which that dude Ooh. is bomb. Yeah. He is so freaking good. Uh. I've been waiting for Seth to play so I can show him how good I've gotten. <laughs> because I I like, I do good as him. Because he, his whole gimmick is great. He moves faster when he's crouching. Uh, so he moves almost as fast as walking when he's crouching. Ooh. And he also has this like revive gimmick as his ultimate. And his uh, his ability is a grenade that takes away your powers like you can't use your powers for 10 seconds if you get hit by the grenade oh man which is awesome that's devastating especially in those later in the later segments of matches yeah it's real fun oh man almost won a match yesterday and uh, as i've gotten like two wins since revenant has come out very nice Uh, yeah huh 
Apex is real good, and they've added so many challenges, which is what that game was missing when they first added the season pass. Yeah. And so it's great. It's really getting that itch that Fortnite gave. Like, it's filling that niche greatly, and I love it. So, Seth, I just need you to jump on with me, man, eventually. Yeah, I'll get around to it at some <laughs> point. I want to hear what you've been busy playing, because I kind of see your Xbox Live name playing assorted things and so i want to hear what you've played this past week i've been taking up all the podcast time yeah um let's see well one thing that that the two of us have played was the um the first i don't know if it's private or public beta of of uh bleeding edge yeah i I completely forgot it was, about uh, it. Was the Game Pass beta? Yeah, oh, it was pretty. Man. It was close to Game Pass people. I could have yeah. been in on that. What was I doing? Not what? playing it, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, Gosh. I don't really know how to how to how to describe the game, honestly. Um, like it's a a close combat kind of arena brawler ish game, but like through the lens of Overwatch, I guess, is what they're going for. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's got different modes. It's got, like, a zone control and this kind of, um, not capture the flag, but capture these, uh... Orbs? Like, yeah, like cells? these, Yeah, that you, then, then, you then have to, have to deposit. It um, reminds me of the, the Splat Rush mode, or whatever, in Splatoon 2. Yeah. Um, it's... It's definitely interesting. Um, I didn't play enough to get like a firm grasp on my feelings about it. The The combat is actually pretty fun and satisfying to do. Like when I was going through the, the training mode, I didn't think it was like all that interesting. But then when I played some actual matches, um, it actually turned out to be more, more entertaining than I... Um, like than than the I had previously been given the expectation of, um, the speed of the game is really weird though because all of the all the players move around like really slowly, um, but they also have like hoverboards that you can ride around on. Um, yeah, Unreal it's Tournament just, style. Ah, oh, yeah, nice. it's it's sort of strange, and I guess um, it's to. I guess the point is that they want like combat to happen in a in a closer space so they can't really give they can't give the characters this kind of outlandish mobility or else it would maybe stretch the game too thin um but there's it's it's hard to describe um the, the just only because characters I, I felt had like fast mobility was some of the healers the healers move around kind of quick, like the one guy in the hover chair or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly there are differing levels of mobility for the characters, but none of them are designed to get from point A to point B right, uh, right, right. very quickly unless you are um, using the hoverboard. There's no uh, And so, yeah, and so there's not really, like, there are, there are some characters who have sp- specific, like, um moves that will allow them to uh go over long distances well not long distances but like 
medium distances relatively quickly, and those are generally designed for retreating. Um, uh, but it's it's weird just because of the way some of the the modes work. Like they sort of require that you get two different spaces on the map relatively quickly. Um, and like that was one thing I never in the games I played it never like triggered in my mind that I had that hoverboard to use. Um, yeah. And so I just I kept like plotting along the map when I was trying to get somewhere quickly. Um, so it's just it's it's just so to me that's that was the one thing about it that was kind of jarring just because the hoverboard or whatever like the mobility mode is so like disconnected from the rest of the game. Um, it's not something that you think about, and then it is something that becomes required at certain parts. Um, and so there's just this weird kind of tension, I guess, between because um, you can't you can't use combat abilities while you're on the hoverboard. Um, so, like, in order to use it, you kind of have to p fully remove yourself from the game, and it also has like a charge up time, like it doesn't come out immediately it's kind of like how you have to to open the menu and and hold the button to to pull out your sparrow and destiny like it's not an immediate thing yeah uh. and so it's so it's not necessarily something you could even use for retreat in the game so it's just it's just weird how like it's kind of stuck on there. like the way the maps are designed is that you need it and but it's kind of just like grafted along the outside edge of the game rather than it doesn't really feel like intrinsically part of it um yeah. the combat was pretty fun though the characters i didn't play a bunch of them but they do seem to have at least um some noticeable differences um like e each one feels generally mostly distinct from the other ones which is good um I like and i the... guess I like the Go character ahead. design for them. I think yeah. fun. like it's fun. They're weird like street like it seems like they just kind of made their armor and stuff from the street in some instances and like like street rat type stuff. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Um I think they're they're all right. Like it's certainly going for like I said that Overwatch not not necessarily an Overwatch aesthetic but that sort of overwatch vibe yeah, yeah which yeah. i don't i don't know exactly that it it captures it more than it just kind of like apes it um but certainly like the characters in overwatch immediately kind of grabbed you from the beginning um and i guess even the characters like in something like apex um s sort of immediately felt distinct from one another in a way that I don't know that these characters all do. Um, but, you know, it's it's an interesting little game. I don't know that I would be interested in it if it wasn't going to be on Game Pass. Because it seems like it's going to be multiplayer only. Yeah, and um, I, think, I think this game is just a... Like, it seems like... I agree with you. It's going to be like a added... It's mainly just a bonus to having Game Pass. Like, you yeah. have access to this if you have Game Pass type thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it and it does seem like a game that is designed to 
Uh, it sounds cynical, but it seems like it's designed to be an esports game, um, which is it's always sort of weird that there are stuff specifically made for that, because um, it's it's just kind of like a, I don't know, like it 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 seems like it sort of takes something away from from the I hate to call it the integrity of the game. Um, but like knowing that it was designed to be played competitively for like with like sponsors and all the the money that goes into that. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's something that you kind of need when the majority of your downloads are going to be on Game Pass and without people actually paying for it. Um, I mean they're paying for it, but not directly. So I don't know. Um, the next next beta is like March fifteenth. So I'll probably hop back on then, and then it comes out in March, like yeah. later in March, I believe. 24th, um, I think. Gotcha. It'll be interesting to see the the kind of like reception and the how big the crowd that jumps into it will be. And certainly, I, I imagine they have plans to like create more maps and more game modes and more characters, you know, like all these, all these games do. Uh, but we'll see. But yeah, that was, what is it called? Bleeding Edge. Also, I can, I can never remember the name of the game for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I feel like I feel like the name Bleeding Edge has been used like three other times throughout. Yeah, video games like it. It's not very memorable. Yeah, and and like the name itself doesn't really. It doesn't really evoke any kind of strong feeling of anything. Yeah. Like, I guess, it's weird, it does, but it does sort of have, like, this, you hear bleeding edge, and I guess it, it kind of has this idea of, like, speed and, 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 like, a, a sheen or something, and, and, which is funny, because those are things that the game does not, it <laughs> yeah. did not feel like it had. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a strange package, but I'm at least a little intrigued, um, and, you know, that's, all you can expect for for game betas, I guess. Like that's what they're designed to do. Is fair enough, yeah. Kind of get you interested in. Like that's that's. I mean, I, I I say it's it it doesn't live up to Overwatch, but it did the same thing that the Overwatch beta did, where I was like, hmm, you know, although not as much because I play that Overwatch beta a lot when it when it was on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what else have I been playing? I have been. Um, playing a little bit. Oh, keep going. Uh, I was going to say, I've been playing a little bit of Watch Dogs 2. Um, I don't know if we were recording, like if we were doing this back when I originally played it when it first came out. I wonder. Um, I can't. Yeah, I don't actually remember when the game came out. Um, I kind of went like a while ago when it was on sale. Uh, and I mostly... I had initially started it immediately after I played through Watch Dogs recently. Um, and then I kind of jumped off to other things. Uh, I've mainly been going and doing, like, the fun little multiplayer stuff. Um, because the the multiplayer, like, the put, pitting you against other characters in this game is actually, like, generally fun. Um, even in, like, the modes where you're not in combat with them and you're just trying to like sneak around and hide from them. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoy the, the multiplayer in them. Um, 
and it's just kind of like an endless fun. Also, one thing I I found out is they apparently they have had like what what they call seasons, I guess, on the multiplayer that like have certain rewards at, when a season is over that you get for for reaching certain ranks in in the different multiplayer modes. And this must have been going on since the game launched because it's in like season fifty nine or something. What? Jeez. Yeah, so it came and out in twenty sixteen, so we were not doing this yet. Yeah, it's just so weird to me, like that. Like that was something I never even. I must have never noticed it when the game first came out, but it's something that I guess they've been doing the entire time, um, which is slightly humorous to me. Like this random game still has these seasons going on and it's possible they've just recycled um or rather they've cycled through all of the rewards right. and started over but it's even funnier to think that they are are in season 58 of this game that came out 4 years ago and are still offering unique rewards for for doing this random online stuff um but you know, it's a it's a fun game it's a good game you know, we'll talk about something else that Ubisoft is doing in the news where they're supporting another game well past when it came out. <laughs> so, like, it it seems like that's their goal lately is longevity. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, they're I'm trying to make to live hear. games. Yeah. And I guess it. if you still have people playing them, then you still support them. Yeah. At least that's the idea with the live game. Um... One thing, uh, you were about to mention that we started the Borderlands DLC, the Borderlands 3 DLC. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's it's more Borderlands. It's got, they brought Handsome Jack back, which is good oh. or bad, depending on depending on who you ask. Well, they didn't bring him back, but. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah, it's he, his, his. Yeah, his, like yeah. There's, a, there's a huge hologram of his face. And recordings of him and stuff. I completely forgot that was like the that was the the hook for the DLC. The yeah, pitch. Um, Is that what I'm looking for? Like from the outset, it's not super compelling to me, but um, the gameplay is still pretty fun, and it's fun to do. It's fun to do that stuff with with a group of people. Um, True. One thing that is not a game, but is game related, and I know that. I don't know about you, Forrest, but I know that, David, you experienced, was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which uh, I saw last night. Oh, you saw I, it. I saw it Valentine's night. Yeah, so yeah. did I. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, hold on. Let's talk about let's talk about what Forrest yeah. played real quick, and then we'll talk about Sonic. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know you were going to throw in Sonic. <laughs> we need to... Yeah, we that, need to that's talk That's a conversation that. on its own. Okay, so I'll run through mine quick then. Um, the main thing that I tried out uh, for new new content, quotes on new because it came out a while ago, was this game called Blasphemous. Uh, it's a Metroidvania, Souls-like. Um, if you like the aesthetic of Bloodborne, I would probably say you'd like the aesthetic of Blasphemous. Okay. Yeah. Um, just give the trailer a look up when you get the chance. Um, it, The combat, like... I don't really know how to describe it outside of like, it's literally just like kind of like the back and forth of a, of a souls game. So like an enemy will attack. And if, if you play souls games the way where you are pairing almost every attack and you feel real good about yourself, then you can do that in blasphemous. And it actually encourages it a lot more. I would say it's easier 
uh, to go through with the parries and the counterattacks in this than it would be a regular Souls game. Um, but <laughs> there's also this one attack I really like where uh, the game also gives you a dash. So you have a dodge um, that can go into a dash if you uh, if you hold it down long enough and then block and parry. Um, in the dash, uh, you you can get an attack. Oh, so um, upgrading your character, um, you it actually has specific moves for the character for upgrades instead of just like regular stat stuff, um, like in other Souls like games. Um, so I actually like that a lot better. It gives you an, a a specific idea of what you are saving up, uh, your in game like your your souls I'll, I'll call them uh, for and like your currency. Um, and there's this attack where at the end of the dash or at any point during the dash, if you hold the attack button, your character will like just plunge their sword in front of them during the movement of the dash. So you're having this momentum while also being able to be offensive with it. And it's just really satisfying. Um, and yeah, uh, overall, uh, there's a demo for it on the, at least on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, I'm not sure if it's on any of the other systems, but I would say give it a, Give it a quick download. It'll take you maybe an hour at the most to get through it. But it's a good little chunk of what the game is like, especially in those early stages. And it's just really cool and brutal and fun, actually. I'd say I'd probably have more fun playing this, like this opening hour, than I did any Souls game. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Sonic. Oh, yeah, Sonic. Wait. No, you're all good. Seth. (laughs) Sonic. Yes. What did you think of Sonic? I really enjoyed it. I thought it yes. was... Um, yes. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I was um, nervous from, you weren't going like, to like it. From like front to back. Why? Why did you I, think that I, like I mean, it? I I know I liked it, and I, I had a feeling you would like it, <laughs> but I also had a feeling that you would not be happy with how kid-oriented it was, or like some of the like weird modern jokes that are in it like i feel i was worried that would off put you too much like it would it would make you think it was too like like trying to be too modern or something well um (laughs) i think that stuff certainly is dumb um (laughs) and those are like in the future those are bits that will not land yes Um, yeah and so it's always unfortunate when those are in those are in movies, and I could say that I've found joy in absolutely none of them. Um, <laughs> Fair but, enough. But like, there was enough stuff around those like that I didn't I didn't really care. Yeah. Like, um, they didn't even elicit that large of groans for me when they did it. Yeah. How about those evil echidnas at the beginning? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was that definitely was, unexpected. Yeah, that was um, wild. Dude, I that opening, like, I'm gonna be honest, like, I got kind of emotional, like, and it was like so clear, like, what was gonna happen. Even I don't, the new owl that I long yes, claw, long yes. claw is the name of that. I owl. love it, but like, yeah, um, that opening it was happened, cool. Like, I was like, it's it was interesting because it set up enough of like, if you. Like there was enough like little tidbits there and little little tantalizing little glances about the the 
the lore of of the Sonic world that that makes you wonder, ooh, what ooh, what is this? And then they, and then the way they they tra- immediately transition off of it and don't really go back to it until like the absolute like the post credit scene. Um, yeah, it's it's just like oh, okay, there's this there's this interesting stuff, and if like and you don't even have to. Um, and there's also enough new stuff in there that, like, if you didn't know anything about, like, the world of Mobius and Angel Island and the the Echidna clan that guard the the Chaos Emeralds that, like, you, you don't... Even if you don't know that stuff, there's enough, like, cool action and stuff going on in that opening sequence to, to still engage you. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's that, that stuff was really cool and, like, not not at all expected at the beginning of the movie. Like I didn't I thought we might see little uh bits from other sonic characters. Um but certainly not to the point that we got. Yeah. And so that was for sure. That was definitely a cool little thing. Um yeah, it was it was really good. Uh obviously Ben Schwartz as Sonic was very good. Um James Marston was was likable, um, and of course Jim Carrey was a fan, a fantastic scene chewing Doctor Robotnik, Over, overly charismatic um, in the best of ways. Yeah, uh, he actually like even he at the beginning uh, was a little too much, I think, but it kind of reeled it in from that sort of opening salvo of him berating the. <laughs> Um, the major that military officer yeah um which that was and, the only scene neil mcdonough was in i know <laughs> which was nuts. yeah um but yeah uh jim carrey was very good um yeah it was just it was a it was a very solid movie all around um and i i, I definitely enjoyed it so yeah. i don't want to get back on our bandwagon seth but i'm going to I went back and watched the original trailer again after seeing the movie. Yeah. And I maintain I would still want to see this movie with that original design. It I would think... be quite a different experience. <laughs> yeah. It would be a different experience. It would still be very like I want to know how that bar enjoyable. scene would have gone. Oh man. With that design. It, oh man. I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you madman. I don't know that it would have been exactly as enjoyable it would have been enjoyable in, in sort of a different way yeah. um but yeah i don't like i will say that i you know i in hindsight i like the weirdness of the old design having seen the movie um i yeah, don't it's... exactly think it would would have worked like i like i i kept saying that that, that it would work but if there is if there is some cut of the stuff with the original design, I still would like to see it. I want to know if the redesign of Sonic affected the design of Tails. Yes, that's the that's the first thought I had once. And the spoiler movie alert, ended. by the way, Tails shows up at the very it's end a, of the movie. Yeah, it's a post credit scene. It doesn't affect the story, so I. It's hard. It's a kids' movie, yeah. but also I can understand if someone gets mad. I'm yeah. sorry to whomever gets frustrated with that. Sorry, please um, forgive us. But yeah, it absolutely had to, um, because Tails was very clearly um, 
designed in the sort of yeah, style but, yeah. that Sonic was. I uh, and I probably really see what I guess we didn't. Was. Um, it probably affected the like the Echidna tribe at, at the beginning also, though we yeah, didn't see yeah. us like them in detail. Uh, yeah, they were also I will like, say robed like like they had, like masks and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. So like so yeah, you couldn't see as much of the details. Um though the one really like anachronous thing in that opening sequence was Longclaw the owl. Um but now like thinking back to how like pseudo realistic the original Sonic design was, uh it actually makes her like just looking like a straight up owl, like it makes her yeah. design look make more sense. Yeah. I agree with you. Because she's, I, like, not cartoony looking. She's just... At all. Yeah. An owl. Yeah. I want to know why they haven't released those shoes. Because I immediately went online to buy a pair. Um, I'm pretty sure... So they've... I believe they did, but, like, it was a while back and wasn't, like, a promo yeah. with the movie. I think those shoes that they made just they ended up being in the movie because they were already made. Well, I can't find them anywhere I tried. I yeah, wanted them because I, I needed new running They were running expensive shoes. even then. True. Yeah. I needed new running shoes and I wanted them. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I got to see it with our nephew, AJ, oh. and he loved, he loved it. He was wrapped into everything. When Sonic got hurt, uh, when Sonic was doing the weird drumming with the missiles, um, that was sick. All that stuff. <laughs> and yeah, there there has to be a cut of the movie, an entire cut with the original design, because all of those scenes have are in that original trailer. Yeah. Like him drumming on yeah. the missiles and stuff. And yeah, it would be interesting to see. Yeah, I want to sure. see it. Um, also want to note that I still think it was a real master touch to put Gangster's Paradise in the freaking trailer. Oh, what a power <laughs> move. It it's such so a weird, weird trailer, I but love I it. loved it. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah I, it was, it was, it was good. good. Yeah, I, You love the, the little Easter eggs that popped up all over the place. Um, um, there's a there's a Sonic's love for animals. Yeah. That's great. There's a piano yeah. rendition of the Green Hill Zone. Theme yes, that yeah, was right so at, at the good. end of the movie, that was really nice. Like my favorite. I think that may have been like my favorite part of the movie, <laughs> just because it was just so nice and peaceful and calming. <laughs> I I really but also nostalgic. like enjoyed the the weird meta Olive Garden references and so okay. they kept the, making. Okay. the product placement in the movie was great it was great okay I'm like I'm obviously other... looking at Zillow and there's like a broom closet for $1,600 oh, yeah. it's so egregious but like the way they present it like they're li- like they may as well just be literally looking head on yeah, at the camera and saying and that's fine yeah no I, I it's egregious like... in the best way because yeah it's like, like it's a... it's blatant product placement yes. but they acknowledge how absurd it is by yeah. making it just moronic like right. yeah it's the way like they the... say the lines and stuff it is very clearly like yeah we know what this is if you rewatch age of ultron that has really bad product oh, placement yeah. but it's put very seriously with the movie yeah like black widow handing uh i forgot his name bruce like the Hulk. bruce banner handing him like gillette shaving cream and it like focuses in on it like Sonic does a great job of, uh, of making fun when with you it. hear your family references. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, 
Uh, yeah, it was, it was so good. Sonic, man. Uh, we got... Right now, can we Sonic has a movie? Super, well, Sonic has one of the best video game movies I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, it was good. Yes, absolutely. It was up there with with Detective Pikachu for sure. Yeah, we're living in a renaissance. Hopefully, yeah. now, that... now we just need give me that remake of the original of that Super Mario Bros movie and I'll be happy. Yeah, or just, you know, make the same movie with Oh no, he died. Didn't Ooh. he die? The guy Bob Hoskins. Mario? Yeah. Yeah, it couldn't be the same that's people. Not, that's sad. But, you know, I want to read Get John Le- get John Leguizamo as Luigi again though. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that Danny DeVito as Mario. Ooh. That's oh. what I want. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I Make feel like DeVito would be through. a better King Koopa. Uh, yeah, that would be um that would be <laughs> something. That'd be a fun time. Oh All right. god. All right, we've gone on long enough. <laughs> Let's uh We're going to go and take a break, and we will be back with the news. And we're back. Hopefully during that little break, you were adding us on social media at suplex the sticks on all social medias, really Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're posting on there when we post new episodes and those are going to be integrated into our site, which if you noticed, we have not been posting things to our site is because me and my good friend, Nick are redesigning it from the ground. Ooh. up. Ooh. So that is why very nice. Nothing has been going up on it because we're fixing it. It's, a lot of work to post an episode to it and it doesn't look that great and so we're going to make it better and it will be ready by march that's our that is our deadline for ourselves so uh, look out for that it's going to be much more intuitive and easier for you to use as a person and it's going to make it easier for you to share with your friends Uh, hopefully you're doing that we appreciate all the support from you guys and gals and it's uh yeah, we like doing the show for you, so please support us. Please. Um, and hopefully the please. content is good enough for you to feel like to support please. us. Please. In the meantime, you can listen to us record the episode in our Discord, which we're on right now. Um, you know, if you need we the link, it it's on all of our social media. We do it live. And yeah, that's the Discord is, we'll post the link with this. It's in the show notes every week. So s- swipe up or hit the three little dots next to the album art, whatever you do, whatever you're using that lets you see show notes. But let's talk about some news because we talked about last week about how a game got delayed because of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And now the coronavirus has made a whole company pull out of PAX East. And that is Sony. Mm. Sony has straight up pulled out and they had a pretty big footprint there. The only, I think the only other company that had a bigger footprint is Nintendo. And they were, let's talk about the games that Sony was supposed to have at PAX East. Because it actually seems like it's going to cause quite the, uh, like, quite the emptiness to the show. Quite a vacuum. They were supposed to have the playable Last of Us Part Two demo, which is pretty huge. Ooh, yeah. They were supposed to have a playable Iron Man VR, playable Neo 2, Spelunky spelunker 2 and more 
the the article I was reading didn't specify what the end more was, but those are huge, um, especially Last of Us Part Two and Neo Two, which yeah. a lot of people are excited for that. I know yeah. Seth is. It looks. I am freaking cool. So, I mean, it's it's sad. Sicknesses are terrible. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to downplay that. I'm not saying that Sony is bad for missing out on PAX East, but. No. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's causing a lot of issues, mm-hmm. the sickness. Yep. And I, it's weird because we haven't, at least from what I can remember, someone can correct me, I don't think we've had something like this affect the production of gaming or, like, nope. the development of games in a while or yeah, ever. Yeah, really. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It was interesting. I saw some... Uh, stuff on Twitter about um, since Sony like they rely on Chinese manufacturing for their consoles like it could be something that could potentially affect the release date of the PS5 if it continues to go like this I wouldn't be surprised I'd be very unfortunate though I, uh, there's a crazy stat that Seth's brother read to us while we were uh, in the car going to the Gator game the other day, and that was that uh, 10% of the world's population is under quarantine, yep. which is insane. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully this stops soon um, for people's health primarily and for the world to get back to some semblance of normal, as normal as the world can be. Um but yeah, it sucks, and it's not great for all that. So sad to sad to see it, but at least you know you do have to give Sony some credit for taking care of its employees and not wanting to put them in the situation to get the sickness. You know. All right. Assorted Nintendo news. That's literally what I have this as yeah. because nice. they're releasing a new color switch. Coral. The Coral. Yeah, Coral. Correct. And it <laughs> and it looks I good. Like it. It's a Switch Lite. It's beautiful. I like it a lot. I've I've almost bought a Switch Lite like four times in the past week Ooh. since I've gotten rid of my <laughs> Switch. Or my Switch has been in repair. And the temptation is strong. The oh, you have no clue. <laughs> And yeah, it's it's there. I man, it's oh, it's real pretty. Nice. But it's coming out in April, so that that is what stopped me because I would get the coral one because I like it. And it's cute. Let's see. Um, there's an Animal Crossing direct tomorrow. Yes. Woo! Maybe after long, maybe not long the- way. We're finally getting a direct of some sort. It's been three hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm finally. glad like it's certainly not what we all wanted but it's it's nice to see that um they're they're going to show us something at least and you know animal crossing we're all hyped for it i'm i'm excited to yeah. see what the game actually is and what i'll be spending hundreds of hours in uh for the next year basically oh undoubtedly that's probably going to be like my go-to just de-stressor game you know yep it's gonna be great uh marianne is getting the 
Animal Crossing Switch. I don't know if I mentioned that last week. Yes. But yeah, she's she doesn't have the one with longer battery life, and she is as of now still replaying Mario Odyssey, and she is really feeling that battery life hurt, (laughs) especially with an older Switch. That's funny. So yeah, it's uh. Yeah, so she's real excited to get A, the pretty Switch, and B, a Switch with better yep. battery life. Well, Fair enough. Good. It's a, it uh, is a very pretty Switch. Oh, it's so good. I love it's it. funny. Like, we've been waiting so long for this, um, like, not specifically this Animal Crossing Direct, but we've been speculating, is it going to happen this week? Is it going to happen this week? And now we know for certain that Yes, there's going to be an Animal Crossing Direct, but it, it's already kind of sort of like sh- sort of shuffled out of, not really out of the news cycle, but people are automatically going, oh, is there going to be an uh, an actual Direct next week too? Um, because like there have, been, there have been games that have been rated for the Switch. Um, <laughs> so many games have been announced on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. even not announced games like Catherine Fullbody and XCOM Two um got rated for Switch in Korea. Um Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock. Couple um years. Platinum Games is apparently teasing a major announcement on February twenty seventh, which if uh if there was a direct one week from tomorrow that would uh line up coincidentally for that. Um Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's. I'm glad to see the Animal Crossing stuff. Certainly, we want to. We we always want want more when it comes to Nintendo, and we really don't know like what also, what this, the the summer is going to have after Animal Crossing. Also, we need to note that Nintendo has the largest area. Once again, we'll note that Nintendo has the largest area at PAX East. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to have demo kiosks of Animal Crossing just filling that entire area. So there's got to be something. Um, I wouldn't be opposed if they did, though, just because I would love to play Animal Crossing all day. Here's my hot <laughs> take. I want to put this on the pod as my my prediction. Get it down in We're the We're recording it before the direct. There is more to this game than the island. Absolutely. Has to be. I believe it. There's a town or a city or something. There's more to the game than the island. I just I I don't know if I can believe that that's going to be the whole game. I'm fine with it if it is, and I'm excited for it still. But yeah, yeah, there's my prediction. I might be wrong, but who knows? Well, you won't have to wait too long to find out. Yeah, tomorrow at yep. nine a.m. Eastern. So oh, probably by the time that tomorrow, you are listening to this podcast, you will know already. Yeah. Yeah. We'll all know more, and if it's a ton of information, we'll record a mini episode or something. But unlikely, if it's, though. You know, it's unlikely, unless it's like really mind blowing. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll talk about the switch a little longer. Uh, a couple of things. One step from Eden is a game that was kind of announced. It's coming to I think other consoles also, but it is a. I think it's PC and Switch right now. PC and Switch. Yep. But it's a Mega Man Battle Network-esque game. Um, and it is 
coming glorious. in March. Oh yeah, the music is great. It looks real good. The animations so just ooh. Look look at the trailer. Yeah, the One trailer's step real good. From Eden. It's fantastic. Yeah. And also, Seth, this this hits home for you a little bit. Um, I almost started playing it instead of Bloodborne, mm-hmm. but then I was like, no, I'm waiting for Royal because I pre-ordered it. Um, but Atlas says to keep fighting for Persona 5 on Switch. Yeah. This what a is, weird statement. This I want to ask you, like they, how do you feel about this? I don't know. They were sort of in the news about having like a developer survey about like the interest on having Persona games on the Nintendo Switch, um, and certainly to have like an actual Atlas. Like I don't know if the guy who said it was a community manager or whatever he was um, to like publicly acknowledge. Like we know that you guys want this game on this system, um, so keep asking us for it. Um, it's interesting, but like I don't know. At this point. Tell me that you are releasing it on the Switch or shut up. Like, I don't I don't really care for the kind of will-they-won't-they they thing that they're doing. Um, yeah. Because, like, I've already played Persona 5. I'm getting P5R when it comes out. Like, they don't... They don't... I benefit nothing from them kind of dragging this out. Um, and yeah, I don't even know that I would outright get it on Switch if it came out. Um, but you know, people want it. It it makes me so frustrated because this isn't like a this isn't like a Kickstarter campaign. Like they're not trying to reach a stretch goal here of interest. Like they say, I'm I'm more a, frustrated that this isn't like just an employee. Like it's it's the entire developer like hey you know keep saying it and maybe we'll do it like you're the one atlas is the one who has the power to make it happen if you know there's interest make the money you know (sighs) it's annoying especially when they're so willing to make their games fit on the vita yeah like persona 4 Golden is like one of the best selling things on the Vita, I'm pretty sure. It is I'm positive yeah. it is the best selling game on the and Vita. And it's it's Vita exclusive too. Like they never even released that. Really? On, yep. Uh, yeah. See, like that they know that's D- the just like with I think Persona Three Fez also was only on PSP. Yeah. So they know so. they know the value in this. It's just them playing a weird game. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. It's kind of... And I mean, it's entirely it's entirely possible that, like, Sony actually has exclusivity when it comes to um, Persona games. So I don't know. I'm not sure about that, I mean, that, it's, cer- it's, certainly, it's certainly not something, like, that has ever been made public, um, but... Yeah, it's one of those secret exclusivities. Know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing i would be able to see that for is like and i mean main, like yeah, mainline, exactly, persona, mainline games. persona games because all the spinoffs and stuff and like yeah ult- and yeah like arena like totally blow that exclusivity thing out of the water if it's well not i would i would say that just those main those even i would say that that case actually would point more toward it being likely that sony has some kind of exclusivity just because of the fact that 
only spinoffs. The amount of Persona spinoffs and only spinoffs that are showing up on other consoles means there has to be some reason that they're not putting the actual games out. (sighs) But I don't know. I mean, I would like to see it. I know a a ton of people would would certainly buy the game if it was... If it was released on the yeah. Switch. Speaking of games that have only been available on one platform and not, and are now breaking uh, barriers with it, uh, Kingdom Hearts is now fully available on the Xbox One, from one yep. to three, and all the games between. The whole story <laughs> and everything. From one to three, and all ten games in between. <laughs> 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 the ten games from number one <laughs> to number, number three. three. Uh, and you I think I'm joking. <laughs> I, know only, it's, uh, I know it sounds like we funny. don't know how to count, but I promise you. Uh, the, only game, <laughs> and, the only game it won't include. Yeah, go ahead, Seth. And uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is about to be on Game Pass. Exactly. Yep. Um, the only game it won't include is uh, Kingdom Hearts Key... Union Dark Cross. Road, oh. because Union Cross is going to be the home of Dark Road. Yes. Whatever, whatever. Um, I don't know if I want to get into that. Uh, yeah, so uh, Square Enix finally released more details about their upcoming uh, Young Xehanort-focused... Mo- uh, I don't even remember. It, they called it a mobile experience at first. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it turns out it's just going to be like... An add-on to the Kingdom Hearts it's, Union it's Cross just, app. It's just going to be a story arc which is, Union Cross. Yeah, well, I mean, but it appears to... It's it's, it's a different, different game. gameplay it's, from Union it's Cross. It's Chain of Memories. Like, it's, it's card-based. Oh, no. Um, yeah, the, the thing that I saw, it, it immediately oh, no. like brought to mind Chain of Memories because of the card battling. Um, but it's apparently also... It apparently is more like the... Japan PC only game Kingdom Hearts Kai uh which also had like a card battling system and which was the predecessor to Union yes. Cross. Um but yeah, that's what it's going to be. Very interesting. Although and and apparently playing Union Cross will uh, like allow you to unlock stuff in Dark Road. So certainly they are going to figure out a way to monetize it through that, but it it doesn't appear like you have to play Union Cross to play it, and it doesn't. Also, the gameplay doesn't appear to be anything like Union Cross, which is nice at least. Has any of us? Because I did once. Have any of us tried to play Union Cross? I did I twice. I have. It's not good. <laughs> okay, I don't want to keep going. I just want to. I want to get the not good out there because yeah. I couldn't. There's some um, wild story stuff in there, though. So yeah, yeah, you can just watch it. Um, <laughs> that that's my wholehearted recommendation for that. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is coming to PS Five and Xbox Series X, which is what we talked about earlier. Ubisoft is really supporting their live games. Uh, they're supporting Watch Dogs Two still, and they're going to be, you know, moving Rainbow Six Siege over to the new console gen, which is kind of neat. So I figured that'd be fun to throw out there. It's not a huge talking point. Yeah. But. And I mean, it, it sort of makes sense. I'm pretty sure Rainbow Six Siege is still printing money for oh. them. Because oh, there's yeah, tons of people sure. who play it. Yeah. It's one of those games that's built like a niche audience. Kind of like, uh, I wonder how For Honor is doing. But I know For Honor always did good for them, too. Um, God, the that game release. is difficult to play. Yes. But, um, all right. The last 
talking point we have is something that happened at the Dice Summit within the past week. Um, Sean Shoptaw spoke, and he's the VP of Games and Interactive Experiences at Disney. Um, and he basically wanted to invite, he invited game devs to do interesting things with their catalog. Exactly the quote, one of the quotes is, we want to tap into the power of creatives across the industry. Kind of uh, like basically saying that Disney was happy with Jedi Fallen Order and they want to see game devs tap into their IPs more and create interesting experiences. Um, this seemed like an open invitation to game devs in general to like get in touch with Disney. So what do you guys think will be an interesting game take. Um, all right, here's here's my okay, idea. All right. So you got all these Disney IPs, right? Yeah. Um, so what if you put them all in, like, one world, and then you, like, crossed over with the world of Final Fantasy? Okay. I, I think you're on to something here. <laughs> Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. I Keep think that going. could be, like, a massive – that's, like, a, a massive opportunity to create, like, this – this like ten game series out of it. Um, I don't really know what the story would be. You kind of just make it up as you go. Um, but but the initial. I think it, it could be yeah. big. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I'll green light it. Okay. Um, are you sure you could finish the story in ten games? It doesn't matter. Uh, well, there's not really any finishing of the story. Anytime you get to what would be the end of a story arc, you just sort Start of a new one, maybe retcon <laughs> something. Retcon, yes. To turn it into a new into a new yeah. thread. All right, a Listen. new world line, if you will, if you want an idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's just you know that's that's me going off the top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, completely fresh idea. Yep. Um, you know that sounds like something that could end up being my favorite franchise. <laughs> you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I think this. I don't actually have a, a a real idea, but it is. Um, I it's it's certainly interesting, uh, especially because of like the Star Wars point. Because we would absolutely love more good Star Wars games, but EA kind of has like a stranglehold on the right. IP and f- continues to fail to produce anything good out of it <laughs> pr- prior to Fallen Order. Um, so I don't know. Uh, and it's and it's also so weird to think about like the way other Disney IP would be would work as games because anytime I think about it, I can only think I'll oh, just stick make it a world in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they they do have lots of cool and interesting characters, yeah. so it does make sense. And it is weird that no one has ever really engaged those characters in trying to make games for yeah. them. You, you um, know it's technically a Disney IP I want to see made into a video game now. What? I want to I want and hear me out. I want a really good Indiana Jones game. Ooh. Mm. Okay. But there's already no, uncharted. No, shut up. Who would you have That's not an Indiana Jones game. No. But it is though. Like it's the same it's the same guy. It's the same no, premise. There's too many guns. Indiana Jones is about the whip, melee, like 
in maybe like one shot. So at the most. so it's like Prince of Persia then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's more along the oh, lines of Prince a, of Persia. Then you already have Prince of Persia. That's a that's the thing. Like the problem is. Well, no one's making a Prince with of an Persia. IP like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a, with an IP like Indiana Jones, anything you make, there's been so many games that in the absence of an actual Indiana Jones game that have used the Indiana Jones model to make games. And so anything now that would be an Indiana Jones game would just look like they are aping the games which modeled themselves off of Indiana Jones. I can see it. It's like three levels of unoriginality. Yeah. I'm trying to think of because I don't think I ever in my life would have thought, yeah, I want to play a Souls like Star Wars game. So I'm trying to think of what game type would fit with what in Disney. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, this it's like like I said, it's tough because really the only successful interpretation that we have of these of these properties is. In Kingdom Hearts, because yeah. um, and then like old license games from like the sixteen and thirty-two bit yeah. era. Because it's a lot easier to translate um like the settings and the cast of these movies into something like Kingdom right. Hearts that has its own defined gameplay, and you're just playing around in that space, as opposed to yes. making that space an entire game upon itself with its own systems and combat style in you know and like exploration and all that jazz yeah and i suppose like one of the the struggles is so many um so many companies with mascot characters like those characters developed um through what they what their gameplay was um and so like it's hard it's it's one why it's hard to imagine, um, but like the the space that the these mascot characters would then occupy because they don't have this sort of legacy of growing up uh, through games and like they're only on film and so it's like well what do they even do? Yeah. Um, because we we have like this whole we understand what characters who are video game characters what they do. Because they've always been in video games. Um, and so I guess that does, it leaves you with a kind of blank canvas that you could potentially do anything. Though I imagine, like, as much as this guy says, hey, we want creative people to do new ideas with their stuff, in the end, it's probably going to be a lot like. They'll probably be very protective of their IP. Yeah. And be like, like when someone presents an idea, they're like, mm, "That's a good idea," but we don't know if we want, uh, we don't know if we want Mickey uh, holding a gun and and beating up hookers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something I would like to see is uh, someone playing around in the Atlantis and the Treasure Planet spaces. Like Guerrilla Games on Atlantis, I think would be fantastic. Yes, I that that's one thing that I. I do think is there there are probably a lot of Disney movies that were flops which which would probably you could translate well into game spaces yes. because they they were the, less expanded upon. Yeah. 
like the and and a lot of the the settings are like more they're they're more familiar to stuff that's already in games yeah. um which it's it's why I think they might be successful in games is the same reason why they didn't really work as movies because nothing about them like the 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 visual language was entirely unfamiliar to um what other Disney movies were. Give me a Treasure Planet video game. Yes. Or yeah. Atlantis or like a Brink video game. You know, Disney mm. Channel original movie rollerblading game. I'll take it. You mean you mean not the yeah, the, the, the shooter game that's Brink? That's what I was thinking Listen, of when you said that. That's why I we made that are phase. noted stands of Brink. We are that game was good and fun. Okay, okay buddy. Well, it was <laughs> better than it was received. The one, in the my one night I rented that game, I rented Borderlands One the same night. I played both of them that night and was sorely disappointed by both. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I was glad that I liked Borderlands Two. <laughs> All right, um, Seth, do you have any closing remarks? Do you want to use your power for anything? Um, mm, no. All right. All right. We'll let you, we'll let you store it up. All right. So with that, we appreciate the support as always. And we will be back next week with a new episode talking about Animal Crossing and all that good stuff. And maybe I'll have my switch back by then, hopefully. So with that, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Adios. Adios.